You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Isaac Shade of Locked On College Basketball and Locked On Tar Heels and Florida NIT season tip-off. They're making their debut tonight at the time this is coming out. And uh, Florida opens against Pittsburgh. We don't know who's winning the first game, obviously, yet it's Baylor, Oregon State, but Florida, Pittsburgh. Not <laughs> oh, we know, Brandon. We know who's winning that game. Come on. Okay. All right. Well. I'm trying to keep my hopes up for an upset in case Florida wins. And I'm like, yeah, win the, win the whole thing. But Not it's even a remote chance, dude. <laughs> Oregon State is the second worst power six team in the nation. All right. That means they're they're winning by 40. That's <laughs> Oregon State by 40. Yes. <laughs> let's go. But let's, before we even talk about that game. Sure. Florida versus Florida State on Friday. What what do you take away from that? Because I know again, Florida State's not expected to be a great team this year, but I don't think anybody was just like, yeah, Florida by twenty one up thirty at halftime. Dude, no, absolutely. I, I think the biggest takeaway for me from it was, man, it's good to finally get Zion pulling on the court and see what this dude can do, right? Like, um, and so to get him in, uh, coming off, coming off the bench, dropping fifteen, um, just starting to show the Gator faithful what this dude's going to be able to chomp on this year. And I absolutely love it. I mean, right now, thank you very much. There are <laughs> like, when you add him in now, as of where we're at right now, there are seven dudes essentially averaging, averaging 10 points a game. And I mean, that's, you know, it's funny as we think about it with Florida state, because it's usually Florida state. That's like got 37 dudes that are all averaging 12 minutes a game. And so I love seeing Florida, be able to do that in a super balanced way to attack in that way, which makes a ton of uh, a ton of sense given their skill set and the coaching staff. Yeah, I think it's very weird where uh, Riley Kugel hasn't been off like the hottest start, um, and it's still just like yeah, yeah, you, you had the slip up earlier, but for the most part, it's just like this team looks just miles better than last year, and I feel I know that it's. There, there were four games in, um, but I, I feel like it's still just one of those times where I'm like, all right, I know this year is going to be better than last year because they just look more like they look more organized. They they look like they're playing as a more cohesive unit. And I think for me, that's probably the biggest takeaway from these first four games are just like, maybe it's real. Like my heart is just maybe it's real. Yeah. I mean, you have to, to go up against another power six opponent and to be up by 30 on them at halftime. I mean, I know you just said it, but Brandon, like that's mind boggling. I mean, that's what you do in a game against a like sub 150 opponent where it's like a name your score game. That's what Florida just did to Florida State against a Leonard Hamilton coaching. Dude, like absolutely take that to the bank as something real. Yeah, and then I, I do have to ask this because they got like Florida did lose 73-70 to Virginia just a little while ago. Is that just like... Do, do we just res- because they haven't really played much outside of like like Virginia hasn't really played many great opponents outside of Florida this year. So is this just one of those like 
Is Virginia good or Florida just slip yes. up or no? Virginia, Virginia is legitimately good. It's a little under the radar for Virginia compared to what they usually are. Um, but some of that is just because of the personnel they lost after last year, like Kihei Clark, who's just been a long, long time staple there. Virginia is top four in the ACC to me this year. And I mean, you know, like, and that was a, it was a three point game, right? If I remember correctly. Right. Yeah, and so I, I think I, I'm not concerned about that game for Florida at all. I think um, to, to have played um, Virginia that close and to score 70, by the way, is I think that's a big win for the Gators. I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Virginia's legit. Yeah, uh, Florida's, I mean, their, their offense looks way better this year. I mean, in, in the game, the first game, I know it was against Loyola, but scored 93, which I believe was the would have been the second highest point total they had last year. And over 2021 and 2020 would have been their highest score, which no surprise there with Mike White and his style of play, <laughs> what, what they were like, where they were just like, hey, we're just going to chew clock from the moment we've been tipped. Um, like, and, and I know they weren't ranked at the time, but Virginia's into the top 25 now. So, I mean, we're, we're good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, no concern there with Florida. But then now, NIT season tip-off is here. What are we looking for against this Pittsburgh team? Because I know that Chris Carter with Locked On Steelers, who also covers Pittsburgh basketball, he he tagged me at halftime um, with the, the little Spider-Man pointing meme because Florida was up by 52-22 and Pitt was up 52-22, both at half. So uh same exact thing right just beating jacksonville 52 22 at half. Well, brandon i know chris carter's one of the greatest receivers in the history of <laughs> no uh <laughs> listen no the i where is this man let's talk some sense into him that that is malarkey jacksonville you're trying to compare them to i mean listen i know that they're both uh schools in florida maybe that's the comparison here but come on what are we talking about jacksonville and florida state on the same level no homie now, Pitt, Pitt is a legitly good team, and so I don't want to disparage them, but comparing what they're doing to Jacksonville as what y'all just did to Florida State, no. Give you all your flowers, and Pitt, you're you're doing fine. Here, here's the problem with Pitt. Like, maybe they're getting happy about that because they're they're not playing anybody so far. They, they're 4-0. Sure, they're undefeated. Y'all's record is infinitely better because you're actually playing some teams already. The best team that Pitt has played is like 158th in the nation, uh, Florida Gulf Coast or something like that. But Brandon, as I look at this matchup, I actually really, really like it for both schools. Here's why. Um, they're quite comparably matched, and so it's going to be a really good measuring stick, I think, for both Florida and Pitt. Um, and, and you think long-term about this, think about the resume of it. When you're playing teams even early in the season that are right in that same world as you, uh, it is a good resume building thing. It is, as you think about, um, like as we get towards selection Sunday, let's say that we get to a point where Florida and Pitt are both on the bubble or Florida and Pitt are both around like an eight or nine seed. If you have that head-to-head -head win, that's just going to give you that little extra boost. And that's what we're looking at. I mean, right now, as of the time of this recording, um, we've got Florida is 36th at Ken Palm and Pitt is 39th. So, I mean, we're just talking so close. The offense, the defense is very comparable for both teams. Um, both were similar spots in their conferences preseason poll. As, as you and I've talked about before, Florida was eighth in the SEC preseason poll. Pitt was ninth in the ACC preseason poll. So there's a lot of similarities between these two teams. 
And that's what really excites me about this game is this is where we start. Like this tells me more about who Florida is than a win over some podunk school or Pitt's win over Jacksonville. This is where we start to learn, is this team legit or not? Yeah, and uh, I, I know Florida eighth in the SEC poll. You said that you had them sixth best yep. team in the yep. SEC? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then now looking at the- I haven't gotten, you know, now that we're four-ish games in, I need to go back and, and relook at power rankings now that we're seeing what's happening. But yeah. Yeah, and then looking at this game and a comparable offensively, defensively, a big thing for Florida is that three straight games of 20 plus offensive rebounds alone. How does that measure up in this game where Pitt's averaging 50 ish rebounds per game? And it's like, all right, well, I feel like we're going to see a bit of a battle of the boards here. 100%. Both of these teams are really good, particularly on the offensive rebounding, is where both teams really shine. And so this is going to be about here, here's the critical key then is sustaining possessions on the defensive side uh, and finishing them critically so by actually getting that defensive rebound. Do not, you know, you got to get good post position, all that box out, but you got to finish every defensive possession with a rebound on both teams have to do that because both are elite uh, offensive rebounding teams. I believe both like top 12 in the nation, at least right now. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job to the end the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you are indeed hiring with simple tools like screening questions. It makes it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience Billy Napier looking for offensive coordinator or offensive line coach or whatever else you might be changing wide receiver coach. Pretty sure Billy Gonzalez is on a one-year contract, so why not that? So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses and probably SEC schools rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Let me tell you guys about PrizePix. PrizePix has been the best way for me to make money playing daily fantasy sports this year. If you've got skills, you can turn $10, 10 into $250 with just a few easy taps and research. It's simple and easy to play with quick withdrawals too. It's what make what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So thank you this past weekend to Samaj P. Ryan. I will always thank you because oh my goodness, the catches were so free there. It, it was it was it was incredible. Um, thank you very much to Christian McCaffrey for scoring again. I appreciate that. Saquon Barkley, your longest rush of the day. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Wondell Robinson for that block. Thank you. Go to prizepix.com slash college. Use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Remember that prizepix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah. And then when you look at that, because I know that Todd Golden's like to go with, with the two big man approach, quite a bit of foul trouble in the Florida state game. Um, both because it was just it was chippy as hell. Like there's just no other way to play. It was just a chippy, chippy game. Uh, Florida State did get a player ejected, which I I get it. If I got 
pummeled in every single way possible. I, I'd commit a frustration flagrant also. Um, but when you look at that, is that something where Florida, like we should be concerned? Cause this is a game where rebounds going to matter. If Florida's bigs are going to get into foul trouble, is, is yeah. this, are we, are we about to find out what Florida's big man depth is all about? Yeah. I mean, in, in some big ways, because in some big ways, ha. Um, part of that is because Pitt's uh, starting center is one of my favorite names in all of college basketball, Federico Federico. He's the man. And uh, so he's the starting. But then behind him, you've got two twins from Pitt, the Diaz-Graham twins, uh, Guillermo Diaz-Graham, as well as Jorge. And so uh, you've got some good and experienced depth. These guys have been in the Pitt program. Uh, neither of them are transfers coming in. But it's really like, and, and they're just kind of more role players, right? Um, whereas it's Blake Henson at the power forward spot and then freshman Carlton Carrington and uh, transfer-ish Leggett who are the like kind of the dudes in terms of getting this game up and going. So in terms of like Hanlockton not getting in foul trouble, it's less about um, his own primary guarding responsibility and more about picking up like secondary fouls when he's helping on other guys. And so he's got to be wary of that because like Blake Henson, for example, I know he's coming from the power forward spot, but this dude is something different that, uh, you know, preseason second team, all ACC averaging like 20 points a game right now. And so he's something to be very much aware of, but that backcourt of Carrington and Leggett, listen, I Carrington is a true freshman, but is second on the team right now, like 18 and a half points a game. Uh, five and a half boards and six something assists. I mean, he's doing it right now, Brandon. And so we've got to be wary of that. But uh, I mentioned Ish Leggett, the Rhode Island transfer. He's right there too. 15 points a game. He himself is averaging eight boards a game and four assists. So that that backcourt, uh, th they've got numbers. But again, let me remind us all, myself included, it's against subpar competition thus far. So we, it's just hard to know what to make of those numbers until we see it against Florida tonight. Yeah, I feel like one of those things of uh, like one of those times where I'm like, I know that they haven't played anybody because you're like, yeah, 20 points per game, 18 points per game, 15 points per game. And that's just <laughs> I feel like those, those aren't usually numbers that we see. No. So I'm like, yeah, no. OK, they've played nobody. Um, but the the other game where. OK, let's 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 take your approach to it. Friday. Florida will either be playing. Oregon State at 3 p.m. <laughs> or Baylor at 5.30 p.m. And obviously, if you're playing Oregon State, that means that you lost to Pitt tonight. If you're playing Baylor, that means that you beat Pitt tonight. Yeah. How, how does Florida match up against either of those teams? Obviously, the, the talent differential is sure. a, a huge margin there between the two of them. But, but where does Florida land there? Well, listen, Brandon, I... I know it's Friday. It's Black Friday. You got some friends giving going on. You're going to be in the Barclays Center. So for your sake, you know, for like your personal sake, I kind of hope Florida's in the consolation game. But for Florida, I want them in the championship game. And I know you ultimately do too. I'm just giving you some ribs. Boom. Uh, but <laughs> very seriously, you want to be playing Baylor on Friday night, not Oregon State. Again, I said it. Oregon State, the only worst power six uh, team right now is Notre Dame, who's absolutely miserably bad. Um, even Louisville is better than Oregon State right now. Um, and by the way, for I know a lot of football fans here on the Florida side of things. On ba in basketball, we talk power six because the Big East is considered <laughs> part of that as well. I should mention that. Um, yeah, every single time you say it, I'm like, this idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Legitimately, the Big East is like the third best conference in basketball right now. It's insane. Um, but 
Oregon State, just not good. So let's put that aside because Florida, it would be like Florida playing Jacksonville, like we just joked about with Pitt. Like it would probably be that or worse. So um, that is a walkover game and can do nothing but bad things for you. Here's what I mean. You know, we we get into basketball season into the midst of it. And we're talking about these quad one wins and quad three losses and stuff like that. Oregon State does nothing to help your resume, but can hurt it if for some reason Florida should lose that game. Whereas Baylor right now is like 10th in the nation at Ken Palm. And so our, if you were to play that game, that is a quad one game that will not go away. So it it's a kind of a playing with house money kind of game. Because if you lose it, it's like, all right, cool. We lost to the 10th best team in the nation. We learned more about ourselves, where we're at. It's another good measuring stick. But if Florida goes out and wins against Baylor in the, uh, I almost said in the garden, at Barclays on Friday <laughs> night, dude, that is one of the best wins all season to this point in the entire nation. And I'm not, that's not hyperbolic in any way. It would legitimately be one of the best wins. Um, Baylor uh, has done a lot of work this offseason to grow their defense, which struggled last year. Um, they're up to like 24th in the nation in defensive efficiency, but it's the offense that's so good. Um, they they have traditionally had like a three-guard backcourt. All of, basically, all of those guys from last year are gone. Keontae George is in the league. LJ Cryer is now at Houston. And I'm missing one of them, Adam Flagler, but he's also in the league. And so now you get this guy, Jacoby Walter, who comes in, another true freshman that is just off and running. And so um, Baylor has a lot of good pieces. Um, interestingly for Baylor, it's their front court that's a little bit questionable at this point. And so as we just talked about with Florida, like eh? that that could be where Florida is able to make up some of that ground. Um, their, their main big is a guy named Jonathan Chama Chachua, who's coming off uh, injury from a couple of years ago. Um, and he's still kind of working in and is kind of, you know, more a role player in some sense right now. But they do have a freshman that's had um, some good moments in the front court, and that's Eves Missy, uh, who could be doing some big things. But um, I think what's going to be the interesting matchup, if it's Baylor in, in Florida, is going to be the backcourt. So that's what we're watching for. And that's, that's, that's always, of course, everyone's like, oh yeah, no, we care about the guards. I'm trying to watch the bigs. All right. I'm trying to watch yeah. the bigs, but thank you so much, Isaac. This is Isaac Shaved, Locked On College Basketball and Locked On Tar Heels. Catch him every day throughout the Locked On Podcast Network.